Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Wednesday, August 31st. Hey, it is a whatever Wednesday, but uh, we're going to use the first hour to uh, talk with uh, Rod Edwards from Nebraska First Packed Political Action Committee. Uh, Rod, welcome to the studio. Always great to be here, Jack. Thank you. Uh, so, the first hour? The first yeah, uh, Did I say that, yeah. Johnny? How yep. are, did we extend the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll just go as long as we want, folks. And uh, when Husker Sports comes on, we'll get off here. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, Jack's going to filibuster, and they're going to wow. have to kick him out. Not wow. to interrupt you, but I was like, the first tower, okay. huh? <laughs> okay, folks. Boy, just the commander's getting hammered already. That's fine. Uh, I am Jack Riggins, host of Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac's producing the show. It is a whatever Wednesday. We'll take callers on the second segment. That is after 5.30. The show is only one hour long. But let's get to uh, Rod Edwards and Nebraska first. This is kind of a big news. Uh, this political action committee forming up. But you just talked about filibustering a legislator, and I want to go right now to something that you guys posted on Facebook, and some Nebraskans know about, most do not. This secret ballot in our legislature that happens where people get elected to committees, and the speaker, I believe, and it's by secret ballot, and that's not in our constitution. It is not in our constitution. The, the very one of the very first actions our legislature takes every two years, there's a new legislature elected. Roughly half the body's new, so they elect a you know, new speaker or can reelect the old speaker and elect committee chairs and elect the committee on committees, and that's the committee that assigns all the committees for all the senators. Uh, but so what the, one of the first things they do is they vote on their rules and in their rules, they vote on to do a uh, secret ballot, uh, to elect these people where our, our constitution calls for everything to be taken by a public vote. As a matter of fact, it's kind of, somebody gave me a document the other day. It was George Norris's original petition to change us from a two house system to a nonpartisan unicameral. And even in that, he says, any one Senator can call for a roll call vote. Uh, so that was what was sold to the, the people of Nebraska. But so they, they vote on these rules and these rules have been challenged a few times. But so the, the very first thing they really do, the very first real actionable things they do is to basically behind closed doors and in secret vote for the complete leadership uh, of the Nebraska legislature. Oh, boy. So the Constitution says, here we are. We are Nebraska and we're going to do everything out in the open. And then the first thing, given the provision of the legislature can make its own rules, is, okay, we're going to elect people in secret. Uh, I mean, that's the, that's the basics. Exactly. And, and, and the thing is, nobody, nobody knows about it. I mean, it's very rare that anybody will know about this. Uh, you know, it does not get a lot of media attention. You know, when there's a fight, when they're fighting about the rules, maybe it'll get a little bit of attention. But, you know, you and I were talking a couple months ago about it, and I, I brought it up to you, and you, you know, you were shot. You were like, what? Yeah, I about drove off the road. Yeah. How, 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 how did, how does that happen? But, but that, that's what our legislature does. And, and, you know, what, what that allows for is that allows for a lot of backroom deals. Deals. It allows for a lot of campaigning. You know, it it allows for uh, you really the the you know, the majority of Nebraskans would not approve of the people that are elected to some positions in the legislature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what that does is it leads to. Uh, I mean, it, it leads to log jams in the legislature. It leads to meaningful legislation getting held up. It leads to a lot of different things. I mean, you, you could look at, you know, there are only a couple of committees that see and hear most of the bills before the legislature and advance 
those bills. And those committee chairs have a lot of power over what's going to be advanced from their committee or whether or not a bill's even going to get a hearing in their committee. So it, it, it's a very important part of the process. And, and, you know, if stuff's getting jammed up there, not getting its proper hearing there because of the chairman's prerogative, and that chairman was elected in secret ballot, so you don't even know... So I don't even know who my state senator voted for for that position. You don't know who your right. state senator. You know, where is the transparency? That is a major, major problem, and that's that's an issue that we're looking at tackling. Yeah, that's the thing, folks. It's it's real simple. It just leads to less transparency, which then means that you and I don't understand what our elected officials who are there representing us are voting on or making backroom deals, and that's not the way healthy. Uh, democracy functions um we're on with rod edwards from nebraska first pack just formed up i believe last week um let's first go back to the overall mission and sure. then i know that you guys have some items with pledges and stuff but uh let's go with the mission and 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 why the the pack got started well uh you know this pack the, the the formation of the pack basically is you know it, it, Charles W Herbster is is the man who's behind starting the pack and getting the pack rolling and seeding the pack, uh, and it, it really came out of the fact that you know when when he was on the campaign trail he talked about a lot of issues and he heard a lot of issues from the voters of Nebraska and all and some of the things he talked about resonated and and some of the things that the voters were like hey you know so w- when he wasn't uh, fortunate enough to be successful moving forward you know he he said well, what can we do you know people were talking about these things we want to make sure that the people remain to have a voice they can Mm -hmm. still talk about these things we can still work on these things you know obviously he would have rather done it as governor you know but but he still wants to be involved and he wants to make sure that 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 people have a voice so you know that's how the idea of the nebraska first pack uh came came about you know a way and and the, the pack's not about charles w herbster he's just getting it rolling and getting it started what it's really about is is creating greater transparency and greater accountability in government we're really starting with the legislature but it'll, it'll go to other things and i'll, I'll just read you quick that I mean, here's the mission statement from the website uh, the Nebraska First Pack is committed to returning Nebraska to the common sense, conservative values and leadership that has made the United States of America and our state great. Guided by our core principles and conservative values, Nebraska First will promote positive policy changes while opposing policies that run contrary to our core principles. And our core principles are, are listed on on the website, NebraskaFirst.net. Now, that being said, the core principles are, are generally conservative. Charles is a conservative guy, uh, the majority of Nebraska. Nebraskans are conservative. You would think that we're represented by majority of conservatives, but in our legislature, that's not necessarily true. But we're, we looked at issues, and in, in, in transparency is not a conservative or a liberal, Republican, or a Democrat issue. I think uh, transparency is an issue that, that everybody can jump behind. And I believe that if you're a Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. If more voters knew that these votes for leadership were being taken in secret they would be appalled and 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 want change they would want that transparency out there absolutely so, so that's absolutely. That, that's why we're that's why that's one of the the pledges that we're going with to start to start off yeah and i think in this day and age it's just one of those things that uh you know because charles herbster was in the primary we know it was a contentious primary um and that you know 
you've got to go back, folks, and know that he's been supporting Republicans nationally and locally for many, 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 many years. It, this isn't a new thing when someone who is a big supporter of the party and has done well says, how can I still stay involved? And like you said, he just has the unique experience of having been all around the state in the last couple of years and hearing from Nebraskans. And so I, I think definitely if you're on the conservative side, you should say, at some level, thanks for seeding an organization that will continue to yeah. make uh, our voices relevant across the state. This will likely benefit, I mean, it should benefit whoever the next governor is. And, right. And, and I believe our Republican nominee is going to be the next governor of the state of Nebraska, and it should greatly benefit him. And I, I was asked a really good question by a reporter last week when we when we rolled this out. He said, what, what is different than this? You know, there have been a lot of millionaires who have started PACs that have influenced politics in Nebraska you know, by you know, negative attacks and, and this stuff. Mm-hmm. He, was, he, he asked me, what's different about Nebraska first from those packs? And I said, we're announcing this. This is not a dark group. We're not doing this behind closed doors and anything. This is We're about transparency. We're about accountability. We're telling everybody what this is entirely about. We've got a website telling everybody what this is all about. We're telling everybody who's putting the initial money behind it uh, and starting this. And then we're, on the other hand, we're asking every single, you know, we're, we've got two pledges we'll talk about, but we're asking every single state senator to sign these pledges, and we're going to publicize who signed? Who refused? Who didn't sign the pledges? In broad daylight. In in if you're Republican, you're Democrat, you're Independent, you're Libertarian, it's going to be out there for everybody to see. We're not excluding anybody. We're not targeting anybody. It's it's all about the education of the voters on on these issues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're as you said. I mean, you've announced it. You've come on this station others um this is very front and center very transparent already um and obviously that's phenomenal because you're asking for transparency and i think to your first point that we talked about i didn't know that was going on i haven't seen the press write an article about secret cast ballots i haven't seen anybody in my government thus far standing on the hill going hey this is in alignment with our constitution we need to get this fixed not saying oh god the sky's burning. But just saying, hey, this is in alignment with our Constitution, the way Nebraskans function. We need to get it changed. Wait, and, and, right? and, but you guys have in your first week. Well, and, and you know, the interesting thing, too, is this is something that in in, in the Republican, I've been involved in, in Republican politics and in, in, in consulting for a number of years, and it is something that has been talked about for probably 15 years, is we need to change mm-hmm. this, we need to do something about this. It is something that if you go back and you look at candidate material for legislature, you're going to find material where they say that they oppose, and you're going to find candidate surveys from some places where they oppose uh, secret secret votes for leadership, and, yeah. and you'll hear it a lot. It's a campaign, you know, especially in a conservative district. It's a campaign, you know, platform issue. You hear people talking about it all the time, but then you know, some get to the legislature and they refuse to do anything about it, or or nobody's willing to stand up and say, "Hey, w- this is going on over here. What what's the deal? We need to pay attention to what's going on on day one of the legislature. Uh, you know, not what's going on day fifty eight or you know eighty eight or whatever it is." Yeah, well, folks, uh, remember this is a people's platform. Uh, it is whatever Wednesday, and if you want to see your politicians actually do what you need them to do, uh, take it. From right here, you heard this on KLA and 1400. Secret ballots, selecting committee members, speakers, which leads to backroom deals 
And it's not good for us. So guess what? Call your politician, call your representative, write him and say, get rid of that stuff. And guess what? With the transparency and people like Nebraska First Pack talking about it, we can get that changed. Absolutely. One of the other things, Rod and Ron with Rod Edwards with uh, Nebraska First Pack, um, is I thought it was interesting. Making voices heard, but right away you said, hey, th- these are some core values, but also pledges we would like elected officials to take. Where did that come from, and and, and where do you see that going? Yeah, honestly, I, I, I stole the idea, uh, or we stole the idea, from uh, the Americans for Tax Reform has the Taxpayers Protection Pledge. Uh, it's a pledge that actually uh, Grover Norquist, who, who runs Americans for Tax Reform, uh, he uh, he came up with when Ronald Reagan asked him to do something. Uh, so this is back during the Reagan administration. Uh, but he said, you know, we should do something where people know. So they came up with a taxpayer protection pledge, and they asked candidates and elected officials to sign this pledge. And that pledge basically says, I'm not going to raise taxes unless it absolutely has to be done. It's like, you know, there, so there's, there's always, you know, you could have an emergency where right. you're going to have to raise taxes. Right. But you're going to oppose tax rate increases. And so what they do is they get people to sign these pledges. And then, you know, there are some races where in certain areas, if somebody broke that pledge, they would just inform the voters in that district. It's like, hey, your, your, your representative uh, signed this pledge, uh, and then they broke this pledge. Or, you know, campaigns and candidates use it. It's like, I signed the pledge. My opponent didn't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so so we're, we're set up a lot similar to that. You know, we will, like I said, it'll be publicized on our website so anybody can see it. Anybody can use it. Uh, the information. Really, it's uh, a mechanism for transparency. It is. It is. And then and then we will also, you know, educate voters, you know, if 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 we think we can make an impact in a in a in a district or a race that people understand and know that their candidate or their representative signed the pledge for transparency or didn't sign the pledge for transparency uh you know they they're going to we're going to let them know that and and to that end too people may ask well you know what if they just don't return it or whatever Th- there's going to be no way that they don't know that this pledge is before them we're going to email the pledges to them we're going to send the pledges to them by certified mail we've already got volunteers from each district lined up to call their representative or their candidates and ask them uh they are going to know the media's already been covering this mm-hmm. uh people are we're going to do press releases periodically saying these are the people who have signed the pledge these are the people who haven't uh there there's going to be no way that they're not, if they don't sign and return the pledge it it basically is going to mean that they have refused to tell nebraskans and their constituents that they will be transparent with their votes on leadership in the nebraska legislature yeah i like the transparency one uh Listeners, I'll break it down. It's real simple. Here's the nuts and bolts of it. I will make all my votes for leadership positions public, and I will vote to make all leadership votes a matter of public record by rule. Um, Very simple. um, Great mechanism for accountability. Then you go to one that's near and dear to my heart, uh, the Constitutional Carry Pledge. Talking about Second Amendment and uh, going all the way, not all the way back, but to Senator Brewer's... uh, efforts last year and and so here we go with the constitutional carry pledge yeah well you know what uh and, and charles used to say it on the campaign trail a lot and i firmly believe that we should not have to beg our state government for rights that were granted to us by our founders um you know so we we believe strongly in in our right to constitutionally carry all law-abiding uh legal citizens uh have that right uh, and you know that's an issue too. You know we're we're in we're in ruby red Nebraska. Mm-hmm. 
how are we ever having to fight for constitutional carry for the Second Amendment? Um, you know, so that, that is that is you know the 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 transparency and leadership pledge is more of a pledge, uh, you know, for that everybody can agree with. Mm-hmm. This is a little bit more you know founded on our on the core principles of Nebraska First, which are more conservative. I mean, we're not going to deny that it sure. says it right in our mission statement. You know, so so we just want to know if if you are committed to uh, our Second Amendment rights in the Constitution, you should have no problem signing this pledge. I've talked to a number of people and. And, and you know they say that that yeah you know, they're they're on board. Great. You know we should get this across the finish line. And and you know in the future we're open to a number of other issues and discussed a number of other issues. Um, you know that that we can take up. But we're we're focused on these two right now, uh, at least to get started with. And and you know the 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 PAC Charles Charles W Herbster's support behind it. Uh, and the PAC is is committed to uh, following through on those. Uh, and then I'll say we are very aggressively uh, uh, working to raise money from outside sources. We want this to be long-term and sustainable. We want this to, to have a, a meaningful impact. Well, and I think, uh, like you said, it's founded in conservative principles. It's uh, simple. It's talking about transparency right from the get-go, and it has been transparent right from the get-go. Um, and you've got two very simple pledges with transparency and concealed carry. And I like the fact that you're you know you're building it for the long haul. Where can uh, people find information? You already gave out the website. Yep. Are you on Facebook as well? You'll go to the website again. It's uh, nebraskafirst.net dot uh, net on Facebook at Nebraska First Pack uh, P A C. Uh, and uh, also on Twitter at Nebraska First Pack. So you can find us on those social media platforms. Coming to Instagram and Truth Social very soon. There you go. Uh, Rod Edwards from Nebraska First Pack. Thanks for coming on Drive Time Lincoln. Appreciate it, Jack. Thank you. You bet. All right. Johnny, thank you. Yeah, we'll come back with whatever Wednesday. Phone lines will be open. 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Wednesday, August uh, 31st, it's uh, 528. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline 402-479-1400 will be open all the rest of the show, as well as the text line. Um, it is a whatever Wednesday, kind of a half one. So let's try to get some calls in here and see what's on your mind, Lincoln and Lancaster County, or out west, where I know a lot of folks listen on the KLIN 1400 app, which you can download on your Android or iPhone, um, as well as you can listen to the show live on KLIN.com. Um, we just had Rod Edwards in um, from Nebraska First Pact, uh, just talking about... Uh, what their mission is and uh, really transparency in government and a few small pledges in transparency and uh, constitutional carry. So um, that pact of uh, political action committee getting started, uh, seated by uh, Charles W. Herbster and Rod Edwards is running it. So um, seems above board, seems all good things. I can't imagine why anybody would have a problem with that. And uh, I was happy to, get a little time and talk about it and and move forward um what else uh tomorrow um sarah slattery will be on from legislative district two she is running for legislative district two um a democrat so looking forward to that i've have not met her um but we're going to get her to come on down and find out what her values and campaigns all about um to keep the voters educated 1400 a.m 99.3 fm klin 
So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back on uh, whatever Wednesday, August 31st. We just had uh, Nebraska First Political Action Committee in. They just announced Rod Edwards uh, running that, uh, really calling for transparency and uh, in our elected state legislators as well as uh, pledge for the constitutional carry. Probably the most interesting thing for me was uh, kind of the first real confirmation on the secret ballots to select committee men and women and the speaker, which leads to a lot of backroom deals, which I don't think is really in a state like Nebraska or anywhere, frankly, what you want to have happening with regard to transparency um, to the public, um, let alone makes it more difficult instead of less difficult for constituents, us, the people, to understand what our elected officials are doing down here at the state capitol from time to time. So, um can't say there's anything that I see uh, glaring or wrong with what they're trying to do. Um, wish them the best. Happy to have them on the show. Um, one of the things uh, coming up, again, it is whatever Wednesday, if you want to call in on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400 or the text line. Uh, please feel free. you got about 25 minutes. Uh, must be boring people to death today, Johnny. Or it's the heat. Or maybe we're not transmitting because it just you, usually people are calling in and, you know, I've just offended everybody in the state. Um, so, you know, what do you do in news when you're expecting a call in day and there's no call in days? Well, you talk about the Huskers. No, I'm oh, not going to. I'm not going to talk about like, that. That doesn't sound like drive time, Lincoln. What, it's right. What I'm going to say is I want Big Red to have a good uh, win this week in football. Um, volleyball's off to a good start, and I'm sure there's some other programs. As you know, I've had some of the Husker female golfers on. I can attest that uh, the men's and women's golf team are out. Uh, grinding and practicing. I see them almost every day right now, which is cool to see. Um, and as well, I don't know if you're following golf, but uh, one of our own Huskers, Judd Cornell, uh, recently became the head men's golf coach. Maybe we'll have Judd on sometime. Judd's a class act person, great player. Um, he had been the assistant at Nebraska. Then he went to Creighton. Uh, with coaching changes, I think just over the last four or five years, and now he's back at Nebraska, which is a loss for Creighton, but a pickup for Nebraska. And uh, he's out there working it, I see, with the young student-athletes all the time. So a lot going on there as everybody starts kind of the fall seasons. Um, You know, one of the things that uh, Rod mentioned, I I mean, I'm going to, take him at his word as he said there was an officer involved shooting up in omaha today i haven't had a chance to catch that but uh you know we cover lincoln and lancaster county here and uh i'm glad that officers weren't damaged but at the same time it's always sad when 
officer, you know, is forced to discharge his or her firearm, um, you know, in conducting their duties. And, you know, I, I hit on that quite a bit here. Speaking of firearms, uh, one of the things I found interesting, it kind of went around the Twitterverse yesterday, not fake news, real news. Um, and it really, if it would have came in early, it would have been the tweet of the day winner. But uh, Mo, who is a longtime listener, longtime caller, uh, sent it in. It was just late. I'd already announced the award. Um, so maybe this gets uh, kind of Wednesday honorable mention. But uh, he had sent me from somebody and uh, joe biden was out there talking about ar-15s again (laughs) and i mean it's comical folks it's comical if you're a law-abiding gun owner and take your weaponry seriously or even just have a basic safety and working knowledge but uh he was out there and we all know right the democrats want to call that an assault rifle we all know it stands for armalite rifle okay any rifle you know i guess if you made it a uh, quote unquote, you know, to have a three round burst or automatic fire could be considered an assault rifle. But um, they, those, those are not able to be purchased by anybody in the United States. Anyway, Joe Biden was misquoting himself again. And that's just the term that Democrats use for that particular uh, looking weapon anyway. But the, the best was he said, why do we need a bullet? He said the bullet goes five times faster. Uh, Mr. President, the AR-15 platform, there are many, 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 many other guns, rifles that shoot faster rounds than the AR-15 that people can purchase. So I don't know who's writing your scripts. I don't know who's informing you, but you sound like a buffoon when you go and say things like that about an AR-15. And the best was on this tweet, again, sent in by Mo, longtime listener and caller, was he referenced, <laughs> he referenced, he referenced the old, if you want to take over a country, you need F-15s. Like, I don't even know what he's talking about. Like, what is he talking, like, where does he go from talking about weapons and the velocity of the, the round coming out of it to then right-wingers slash if you want to take over a government, you need an F-15. Like, what is he talking about? I mean, it's just funny, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's funny for anybody that's been around weapons. Uh, and it's sad because if you want to have the debate about weaponry, then let's just have a debate. Let's not make up lies and taglines, and let's talk about the truth, right? Like I always say, you know, I went back and looked at, well, how many legal weapons are used in shootings? And it's very, very minimal, right? So that should, to a logical person, show you that people are going to get illegal weapons that commit shootings, because they already are doing it. So let's have the argument, but let's not have the hyperbole, (laughs) hyperbole, let's not have the hyperbole built around it, like calling an AR an assault, opposed to Armalite rifle, talking about five times faster as if that means anything to anybody, when in fact you can purchase 
a gazillion other weapons that the round goes faster. So anyway. All right, Tim, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hi, Commander. How are you doing today? Doing good, thanks. Doing good. Maybe he's thinking of Superman. You know, he's faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> That's a good one. Just, just throwing it out there. Anyway, I want to talk to you about the traffic. The traffic in this town is getting worse and worse by the day. I drive a courtesy car for one of the major dealerships here in town, and I could easily be in a dozen accidents every day just because people out here are doing whatever they want to, running red light, speeding, don't know how to make a proper turn into the proper lane. It's just becoming a war zone out here. And we've got another motorcyclist that got killed just a couple days ago. Yeah, I you know, I don't know. People get mad at me if I say it. I don't know if the traffic unit is back. I don't think it is. We had to pull the traffic unit, and just like everything in society, even one that's as great as America, people backslide on the rules and safety without kind of a accountability mechanism, and that accountability mechanism is seeing squad cars and everything. What you know, we all like to say, "Oh, we're mature. We'll do the, we'll do the right thing." No, the the vast there's a vast majority of people that will not, and therefore people are driving faster. I've said this before. Um, again, atmospherics, environmentals, a feeling. But when I'm Moved back to Lincoln, Nebraska. I have been astonished at the number of traffic accidents. Thank God, most of them are um, not fatal. That go on in this town. I, I would be petrified to be driving all day long in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, I drive about two hundred miles a day doing just courtesy cars around town. Like that, I could easily be in a dozen accidents. But then self-preservation kicks in, and I hit the brake. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well, or you drive really defensive. Like, I just generally drive yeah. expecting somebody to do something stupid, and every time yeah. I check my left and I check my right, and I always, I, 50% of the time I'm in the car, I witness many people on their cell phones. Like, oh, it's crazy. It is, it, it, and that's become an epidemic. You used to see the young kids. Now I'm seeing people out there always on their cell phones. Yeah, it's everybody. I remind people, everybody, and I, I'm glad you called in and, and mentioned it because I think people think I've gone nuts up here, and in fact, it is just kind of what's going on in Lincoln. We've we've been backsliding on traffic safety. Yes, and we've got I don't know how much those Harley Davidson cost that the motorcycle police drive around on. They don't use those anymore. They're about to be in cobwebs somewhere in stories because they're not out on the streets. Yeah, maybe we don't have the the. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, two wheel patrol! I have a hard time. <laughs> it's terrible. I just, I just brain farted on what we call the uh, the, <laughs> the mobile patrol. Uh, but I know what you're saying. Well, thanks for the call, Tim. Oh, real quick, real quick. One other thing. You bet. With school starting, people are ignoring the 25 mile an hour school flashing light. They're just blowing right through them. And in years past, when school first starts, the noise police officer there. Yeah. Hey, Tim, right. would you agree with me? I This is what I say about Lincoln. It takes 17 minutes to get anywhere in Lincoln from wherever you are. 17 minutes. And in the grand scheme of the world, that's not a long time. That's if you're going 40 or you're going 25. So just drive safe. Exactly. And pay attention to the rules. But I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Well, that was a fun call. Thanks for calling in, Tim. That was great. I really enjoyed that. All right, uh, Patrick, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Commander, how are you doing this evening? Well, the commander's doing okay, keeping the ship afloat. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, uh, 
the officer-involved shooting up in Omaha was invoked earlier in the show, and uh, can't help but think about, you know, at the top of the hour, um, we get the local update. Uh, Sheriff Terry Wagner uh, comes on and kind of gives an update as to what's happening prior to your show. Um, and it just had me thinking, you know, going back to the officer-involved shooting here in Lancaster County recently, and um, wanted to talk today about the county attorney's race. Uh, for Lancaster County, um, and just basically voice my support for Pat Condon. You know, um, I'm actually moving out of out of downtown Lincoln. Um, today is my last day living in downtown Lincoln, and there's a reason for that. Um, Sheriff Wagner had to uh, address a stabbing at the the bus stop in downtown Lincoln recently, um, and there's just so many issues where uh, this prevalency of crime. Uh, it has just, it's almost like it's, we're just accustomed to it. Um, but there's really only one person running for county attorney this fall that has any experience um, of note to be able to actually uh, execute the responsibilities of the county attorney's office, and that is Pat Condon. Um, well, you're not yeah. lying there because, I mean, it is a simple fact. He's been doing the job, and uh, he's been doing the job in a seat that is important, but is also surrounded by mayor and council policies around here that aren't really supportive of crime. And he, uh, his opponent uh, has never done the job. And so you would think that people would understand that. As a matter of fact, uh, Pat Condon will be on this show next Tuesday. Um, and of course, as we always say, um, his opponent is happy to come on as well, but Pat Condon will be on. Um, so let me go back to, so you have to move out of downtown because I've had a lot of business owners call in and they just see things. There's been, uh, I'm going to call it homeless people on the streets, fights breaking out, um, you know, and it's very frustrating to business owners. And so downtown, have you witnessed some of this stuff as well? I mean, just I'll call it the malaise of lack of enforcement, lack of doing anything about, you know, petty crime that leads to bigger crimes. That's that's correct, Jack. You know, I, I've lived in downtown Lincoln for over two and a half years, and um, it's, it's what we see with uh, other, uh, I guess, Democrat-run cities you know, cities that have Democrats in, in the executive uh, offices of the city making those decisions. Um, and our city council now is just totally falling to the wayside. Um, you'd really start to see this fall off and it, it's uncomfortable. You know, uh, things in the fall always try to, you know, they always try to spruce things up before the football season and before school. Um, but you really do start to see it over the summer months um, when school's out, uh, downtown Lincoln, it, it, it's uneasy and it, it makes you, you know, second guess, not so much for myself, but other people that I care about sure. being in and around uh, the downtown area. And so it just gets back to, you know, these things escalate. You, you see this growing problem and having, having confidence uh, in the person that occupies the county attorney's office that this isn't a congeniality contest, right? You have to have a tried and true prosecutor in that position. And again, the only person that's qualified to do that is Pat Condon. All right, your support of Pat Condon, Patrick, and some um, and some unfortunate news to have to kind of feel safe and move out of downtown Lincoln. Um, and I appreciate your call. Thank you. You bet. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, I don't think you know doesn't take a science rocketist. <laughs> I did that for you, Johnny, a rocket scientist. 
to know. I mean, I've I've talked about the mayor and where she's come from, and I've talked about some of the decisions between her and the city council, and you know, is it serving? Lincoln and Lancaster County, or is it serving a a broader Democratic national agenda and her background coming up through Gavin Newsom in California? And, you know, and some people don't like that. They, They don't like me drawing those conclusions, but it is America and it is my radio show. So I get to do and say what I want within the FCC guidelines. But I don't think it's a big stretch when you look at the two candidates, as Patrick was talking about, to say that, well, Pat Condon has been doing the job. He's knows the job. He knows the people in the office. He knows all of uh, the people in the law enforcement architecture um, and judicial system. And then his opponent um, is a complete newbie. And his his opponent is very much part of that democratic apparatus. And I'm not saying that's negative. I mean, that's our system. But I do worry, right, because I see in California where we don't want to enforce crime. And so we make a law or the county attorney, you know, just says, well, I'm not going to prosecute that. And things start deteriorating. And so it does scare me as a Nebraskan living in Lincoln when I see snatch and grab rates in California through different cities there, whether it's, you know, you can steal up to $500, you can steal up to $1,000. And, and you know, now the police are completely hamstrung. Well, the other part of that is that's law that can be changed. But then the other part is whether the county attorney is going to be aggressive in pursuing the laws on the books, Right. Or are they not? Are they just going to say we need social change and we're going to, you know, bypass, you know, send a probation, send to this, send to that instead of enforcing the laws that are on the books. And so that definitely will be, um, I think, the heart of the argument um, between those two candidates, um, Adam Morfeld and Pat Condon. Pat Condon will be on on, um, next Tuesday, like I said. All right. Whatever Wednesday, we're getting close to the end here. 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, whatever Wednesday, we're getting near the end, but I will take Vicky on air. Vicky, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. All right. Hey, just a quick question. So if the present county attorney is doing such a good job and that person was such a strong supporter, why is he moving out of downtown Lincoln? Because crime is on the rise. All right. Great question. Appreciate it. Uh, Vicky wants to know. Well, I think that that is something that if you listen to the show and understand how law enforcement works, um, policing uh, is the police. And it's also set up by the laws that are allowed in the city. And as I've said before, we do not have enough street officers. We are trying to do something about it with the budget um, after somebody is arrested. Um, and then the prosecutor, in this case, the city or the county, so there's the city of Lincoln, right? So the city prosecutor has to deal with people inside the city. The county prosecutor deals with people around the county. Okay, so you've got to understand the difference. And I know there's different uh, political strategies being played out there and saying crime's on the rise in Lincoln. Well, when you say crime's on the rise in Lincoln, that points to one person. Two, really. The police chief and the mayor. And then you could maybe give a 1A to the city council. That's why. That's why crime's on the rise. I've been talking about it for a year and a half. Okay. Now, the people that have to prosecute that are the city attorney. Well, he's appointed by the mayor. So 
to your answer your question, Vicky, that's the answer. Now, the county attorney has got the whole county. And so, you know, if you want to go there, you've got to understand how the justice system works and the prosecution works and who's got jurisdiction where. The race that we're talking about is county attorney um, that the caller was in. and uh, But you know what? One of the candidates will be in on Tuesday, and I will be happy to ask Pat Condon that very direct question because I think he needs to provide an answer, not just to us, but to you as well, Vicki. So thanks for the call. 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, KLIN.